Hello and welcome to another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report as we continue on our preseason conversations with coaches. Today we head down to LaGrange Way in Troop County to talk to our friend Coach Dan- Tanner Glisson, excuse me, the head coach of the Troop Tigers. Coach Glisson, how are we doing today? All right, man. I'm doing great, man. I hope you're doing well. I am doing well, Coach. Hey, it's uh, as we speak, it's July 31st, getting ready to turn the page. Have they started school down in Troop County? or, or? <laughs> we, we have not. Uh, we, we will start uh, a week from uh, Monday. And uh, it's, it's hard to believe. I can remember being a kid and starting after Labor Day. And it, it seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year. But we're about another week away um, from starting school. So, Coach, a week away from starting school, how do you spend your off season? Is there anything that you do when your staff does to kind of recoup or refresh? Yeah, I, I tell you, Art, um, you know, last year, us going to the semifinals and, and, and playing into December, uh, it seemed like it was a, a very long season for us. You know, we're just now getting used to kind of being in that mode. Uh, so that, that season took a lot out of us. So we really took time in January to recharge our batteries. Um, the off season was a little bit different than it was in the past. Uh, you know, we obviously are continuously in the weight room, but, um, as far as, you know, the little extra stuff that we would do for install and stuff, you know, we kind of push that back in our calendar and, and, and we, uh, you know, all of us took some trips and, uh, you know, we kind of juggled our coaching staff a little bit, and, uh, but we were able to get refreshed and ready to go. Coach, you, you talked about last season making that semifinals trip and I th- believe only the uh, second uh, appearance in the semifinals in school history. What was the key for your success last last season? Well, I, I tell you this, obviously, I mean, we had a talented football team. Um, so obviously you have to have some talent, but that was the first group art that had been with us the whole time for four years. And, uh, and so those guys were freshmen when we got the troop and, uh, most of them had played as sophomores if not sophomores, definitely when they were juniors. And so that group had been together. They'd been in the system. They, they really attacked the weight room for four years really well. So they were really, really strong and just a lot of the continuity. And, um, and like I said, we're, we're rolling over some coaches this year, but that was, you know, that coaching staff had been together for three years <clears throat> going on that fourth year. And um, so, you know, I think all those things mixed in together was just a really good recipe for us. Coach, you, uh, how are off-season workouts going? And and also, I know last, last time we spoke, uh, you guys were getting a new kind of indoor practice facility, if I'm not mistaken, or multi-purpose facility. Yeah. Is that, has that factored into your off-season workouts this year? Well, off-season workouts have gone really well. Um, you know, these guys just absolutely love the weight room. Our administration is really great with us being able to get all our people in the weight room. Uh, our facility is not open yet. It's getting very close. Uh, it's a $15.3 million facility, which is just outstanding, uh, which uh, includes a gymnasium. It includes the weight room, locker rooms. Uh, train up uh, uh, first state of the art training rooms with hot cold t- uh, cold tubs, um, an indoor practice facility. Uh, so it's just it's really really nice, and uh, so we're extremely excited. Uh, it's gonna fall probably open some uh, sometime this fall, probably somewhere between November and the first of the year. Coach, uh, what are you what are you looking forward to the most this season as you as you begin to kick off twenty nineteen? All right, I, I tell you, I just. I think this this next year is going to be my 20th year as a football coach. And I think it's just every year creates different excitement, um, you know, seeing kids in different roles, 
uh, seeing how these guys handle things. You know, uh, when we first got here, we struggled out of the gate that first year going one and nine and having to rebuild the program. Well, now this group has not, not known anything but winning. And uh, so these guys that are seniors, that are juniors, that are sophomores, these guys have won pretty consistently um, throughout their whole career. So it's just different challenges, different faces, uh, different groups of people, and uh, but it's exciting nonetheless. On the phone with Coach Tanner Glisson, the head coach of the Troop Tigers down in Troop County in LaGrange. Coach, what is one or maybe a couple of the biggest challenges that uh, you and your staff face coming into 2019? I, I, I would probably say just uh, – trying to avoid complacency, Try, trying to um, continue to get better, to continue to stay hungry uh, for the guys to realize that, you know, it just doesn't happen. You know, you just don't show up and make it happen. You have to go work for it. And uh, like I said, it's, it's a lot different now than it was three or four years ago when we were trying to hunt other teams and trying to beat teams to be relevant. And now we're, you know, we're being circled on schedules and, and, we're being hunted and uh you know i i hear people make the comment all the time that it's a lot harder to stay at the top than it is to get to the top and uh and that's probably a, a lot of truth to that and once you elevate your program it, it's hard to stay at at the top or, or up around the top for a long period of time because you have a lot of other teams striving to jockeying for position coach uh Anybody who's followed followed Troop knows these names, but for folks that aren't familiar with the program, who are some of the names that uh, that'll be over the loudspeaker on Friday nights, whether on offense or defense, and, and kind of what makes these guys stand out on the on the field? Well, first of all, I would say depth wise, we're not in, a, in as good a position as we were last year. But overall, this, this might be one of the better teams that we've had. Um, just the, the guys that, that we can put on the field, our first 22 are, are pretty good players. Uh, obviously, people know about Kobe Hudson and what he does at quarterback and, and at wide receiver. And he's the Atlanta General Constitution quad A player of the year, offensive player of the year. Uh, so everybody kind of knows of, of him, and, and he's probably the best one I've ever coached. Um, if, you know, if there's too many, if there's any, too many in the in the state of Georgia that ain't any better than him. I'd be surprised. Just, I mean, what he can do at the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, DB position. He's a 330 pound power cleaner, weighs over 200 pounds, and everybody kind of knows who he is. But Trey Williams is a running back that returns for for us. Uh, he was all region last year. Can catch the ball at the backfield. Um, does a really good job. Luke Purnell, our tight end, F back. Um, really is the straw that stirs the drink. We move him around in all of our formations, and, and he can catch the ball, and he can block, and he's physical. Um, offensive line-wise, uh, Royce White is moving from defensive tackle to, to offensive tackle, <clears throat> and he's a Division One football player. He's got offers from Nebraska and um, Cincinnati, Purdue, places like that. Just as a junior, as a good player, Michael Irvin's a kid we lost in the Carterville game last year at left tackle um, that broke his ankle and was out for that semifinal run. Uh, Will Cooley is a center that started the first four games for us and then was out with an injury. Um, so he's returning. So <clears throat> offensively, those guys really give us an edge. Mark Anthony Dixon is a legit 4-4 guy. He was second to 100 meters in the, as a sophomore. And he got hurt in the Chapel Hill game and ended up having having to have labrum surgery. And uh, so those guys offensively are really good for us. Defensively, I, th- I think it's going to be our 
our front and our linebackers, our people in the box are, are really good. Um, it starts off fine with Andy Boykin, uh, four-star D lineman. Uh, you have Jordan Adams, Jeremiah Holston, Xavier Clark in that mix. Uh, linebacker-wise, you have a returning All-State player at linebacker and Devin Hill, an outside backer. And then I think Jabralin Gooden is going to have an extremely good year in the middle. And then on the outside, again, you got Zai Varner, who also has about 10, 10 offers, and he's a junior and, and going to play real well for us. Coach, uh, how about players that could be headed for a big season, maybe some uh, up-and-coming uh, underclassmen that uh, that you, you see some good things coming out of? Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Jay's Godwin, who's been a four, uh, three-year starter for us, well, excuse me, a two-year, will be a three-year starter. He's a junior, but has started from day one since he was a freshman. That's Ted Godwin's first cousin. You know, I, I think he's poised to have a really good year in our secondary. Um, there's a kid that was our JV MVP last year as a sophomore, Marquavius Kelly. That is a two-way player for us at wide receiver and defensive back. I think it's going to be really good. Um, and then uh, a kid named Sir Morgan at, uh, at a corner for us. And, and he, this will be his first year starting, but he's really had a good summer and a good spring, and we're really excited about him as well. Coach, let's talk about uh, some players off the field. Who are some of your leaders in the community and in the classroom? Well, that, that's – that's a really, really good thing. And I, and I think for the last three years at Tree, that's kind of what we've hung our hat on is, is the character in the locker room, the character in the classroom. And, and it's really been outstanding. And, and we really pride ourselves on that, work real hard on the culture. And there's several guys that I can name, but just a few guys that pop out at me that are probably front runners in this are like Luke Purnell. Luke Purnell's a kid that made 25 on the ACT. He's a center fielder in baseball, left fielder. Um, just a really good athlete, but more importantly, a great leader. He's a verbal leader. He has the respect of the kids in the locker room. Um, he's just a, just a great kid. Mark Anthony Dixon, I've already mentioned him once, wide receiver. Uh, last year, uh, one month, he was the Chick-fil-A student athlete of the month. Um, really, really good. And then we have a kid named Nick Schweizer, who is our athletic director's son, and he's also going to play some quarterback this year. He'll be a senior. And uh, there may be some times we move Kobe around a little bit, and he'll take some snaps. And But he's a 4.0 GPA kid and, and just does tremendous things in our community and our school. And Those guys, I, I can name a ton of folks out of that locker room, but they all have really, really good character. I'm really proud of everything they're doing. Coach, I know we talked about this last season, uh, but rivalry games are games that are circled on your schedule. Is there anything that changes this year in 2019 for the Tigers? No, Art, I think I think the way we approach that is we want to win what we call our border wars first. You know, and, and so, you know, we've got three or four of those games. You know, you think about our game with – with Harris County and they border us to the South. And, and so, you know, that's always a big game for our community. And then Callaway, even though they're in a lower classification, they're, they're a rival to the North because they, they border us to the North. And then the LaGrange troop game is, is just something. If you never experienced that, you need to see it at least once. I mean, it's an Auburn, Alabama type deal and it is just wonderful. But I, I, w- I would say those three teams right there, you know, I'm not necessarily saying have them circle, but those are games that you want to win. You know, those are your rivalry games and, and games that we're always looking forward to. 
Coach, can you tell us a little bit about your region, what we can expect, uh, just not, not just out of troop, but what you kind of look at when you look down the, uh, the, the uh, region schedule? What, what does that look like or what, from a coach's perspective? <laughs> I'll tell you this. It's not much fun. I, can tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I made the comment. I think it stuck with people around here. Uh, last year, I, that day was uh, kind of like the SEC of high school football. And I really, really believe that. I, this this region is extremely tough. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this year will be the best it's been since I've been at Troop. Um, just looking at the schedule, knowing what I know about each opponent. Obviously, you have Cartersville. You know, Cartersville, you know, miss uh graduates Trevor Lawrence and doesn't miss a beat, you know, and they're, and they're playing uh, for state championship again last year and they're bringing all those guys back and, you know, everybody knows what they bring to the table. Um, but then you look at like Cedar town and Cedar town, I think personally, I think we play the top two running backs in Georgia this year. Uh, we're going to play Tate Bigsby from uh, Callaway and then we're going to uh, play, play the uh, prior kid from Cedar town that's committed to Clemson. And uh, so those guys, or, or dynamic Cedar Town is one of those groups that are just very, very scrappy, have a lot of pride. We have to go on the road to Cedar Town the week after the Grange game. And so that's always scares me to death, uh, just coming off that rivalry game. Uh, Sandy Creek, I think, per man, probably has the most Division One talent at the moment. Um, you know, I think they have up to nine to ten Division One players that are long. Uh, range guys, um, and, and I think that you know since we've kind of had their number the last three years or so that they uh, they they probably have us circled up pretty good. Um, Chapel Hill, you know, Chapel Hill is always right there in that mix, uh, and, and and they've gotten better and better over the years. Uh, last year they had a couple big wins, including Noonan and some of those guys, and then you have Central Carrollton and. Um, in Lagrange, and Lagrange being a rivalry game for us, obviously, and Central, those guys up there do just a wonderful job too, and, and coach those guys up really well. On the phone with Coach Tanner Glisson, Coach, we've just got a couple more questions for you, and then we're going to cut you loose and uh, right. and let you get back to practice prep. But uh, <laughs> if if you could see any rule changes in the game, and I know there's been the the, the couple of coaches I've talked to, uh, they've already said the play clock, but uh, and that might be one of them, but if you could see any rule changes in the game, what would it be? What would you change? Uh, well, I'll tell you this. The play clock thing this year is going to be interesting, um, just how they're going to try to do it with the 40-second play clock now. Uh, luckily for us, you know, I think it helps us playing at Callaway Stadium here. Uh, we'll play seven games in that stadium this year out of the 10, and, you know, having the play clock visible as most places do you know, it is obviously a boss, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a real big fan this year. I know we're going to the, um, the, the, um, the face guarding rule for defensive backs, you know, that those guys can face guard without making contact with the wide receiver. And I'm just not a big, big fan of that. I don't know any defensive back coaches that really coach it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to coach a kid how to face guard, you know, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I was just brought up a different way how to how to coach them, but uh, I, I just think that's a rule that that's you know the intent of the rule. Obviously, if, if a defensive player is not touching the offensive player, I understand that. But you know, I always felt like having played defensive back myself. You know, a kid face guarding is probably doesn't have a clue where the ball is and probably lost in space. And I think we're rewarding a defensive player that is kind of lost. You know, in comparison to him having to make an athletic play. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm not so much a big fan on the face scoring thing. 
Well, Coach, uh, I, I did have a chance to watch you guys play, and I know you guys get up and down the field, so I don't think that 40-second play clock will be, will be, <laughs> will be too much of an issue. And, 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 and so the, the jury's still out on this face guarding. And, uh, you know, it, to your point, I, I've seen uh, – I've watched several high school football games, and you're right, it's kind of – when the guy's face guard and he's kind of chasing, uh, we call it in basketball, right. just puppy dogging somebody. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, so, and I hate to see somebody being rewarded for being out of position or, or you know, and, and, and I, I want to reward people for the execution and for the athleticism, you know, and, and so I just see that as being a little issue. Fair, fair enough. Coach, we've got one more question for you. Okay. Uh, open forum, what, would you, what message would you send the fans in Troop County or, or LaGrange about, the, about this year's team and, and, and the expectation where they can see that product they can see on the field? Wow. Well, first and foremost, coming over here from Manchester four years ago, you know, I didn't know how long we'd be here. And after that one and nine season, I thought they were going to cut me short. <laughs> but, uh, but we have just fell in love with the place. The community's great. My wife is now assistant principal at our, I mean, as the principal at our middle school. And, uh, so they've just kind of taken us in. Uh, my kids are in school here. They just love it to death. But, you know, the big thing is, the taxpayers here, they voted for that East Splash that got us that $15 million facility. And they've done things, you know, put it, put us out there and, and really supported us. And I just want to say how grateful we are, how much we appreciate it, how much we love this community. We work every day to try to make these kids better because we know that they're going to live within this community. And uh, I just can't say thank you enough. Our, our stadium is packed every Friday night. It does not matter who we play. Troop draws tremendous crowds. And uh, so I'm just very indebted to these people and, and, and just love being around them each and every day. Coach Glisson, as always, it is my pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing uh, some great things out of the Troop Tigers. And I don't want to do any undue expectations on you, but I'm going to throw out a couple numbers here. You talked about Kobe Hudson, uh, over 3,300 yards passing last year, 32 yep. passing TDs. 1,410 yards rushing and 18 rushing TDs. Unbelievable talent you got there yeah. under, under center. <laughs> no yeah, pressure, that's, Coach. That's a, that's no pressure. Problem to have. Yes, it is. Uh, all right, Coach, thanks so much again for your time. All right, I appreciate it, man. It's always good being on with you. Thanks again to our friend, Coach Tanner Glisson, the head coach of the Troop Tigers. The Tigers play in Region 5, Class 4A. They'll get their season kicked off on August 30th against the Ridgeland Panthers down in LaGrange. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com. Or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 